Fatality Fitness Podcast, covering everything from fitness, health, and nutrition with your host, Matthew Smiley, covering top topics and answering all your fitness Q&As with featured guests. Hello and welcome to the Fatality Fitness Podcast. And on this episode, I've got special guest, Christian Hill. Uh, Christian, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. Thank you very much for having me on today. Um, I've got a podcast as well, so it is strange being on the other side of it. <laughs> I feel weird for you. Yeah. So let's dive. Just tell me, like, obviously, I know you're a personal trainer, but tell me a wee bit more about your background and how you got started in fitness. Cool. So I'll kind of start from when I was young. So I was t- I was talking about this in a podcast right before that. There. I was never athletic when I was younger. Like, and I always drive that into people because people go now they're like, oh. You're someone that's like naturally athletic. You're someone that does this. And I'm like, no, I've had, to, I've had to really, really work at it. And I always use the example, like, when I was younger, like, me and my cousin grew up very close together. And, like, he had abs when he was a wee guy. And I didn't. He had a pure wee pot belly. And, like, it's, like and I, I did. I played sport. I done karate. I done lots of different things. I just didn't really like the stuff that I'd done. And then um, when I was about... 12, 13, 14, I can't even remember. I got into the gym with my uncle and I went to a bodybuilding gym on a Thursday night every single week. I've barely done any actual bodybuilding. I, I mostly ran because my uncle ran. Um, and then I really, I just enjoyed fit. That's when I found fitness. Um, and for me, like I, like when I was younger, like I was doing 10Ks and stuff. I wasn't doing it overly fast, but I didn't realise like I was obviously starting at a young age and kind of putting the miles in. But not compared to like a fucking athlete that does this They'd be at an elite level and they were at that age doing it. Um, But, like, I was putting in the miles and stuff. um, And then, um, yep, just generally went to the gym and stuff. Nothing really like your classic fucking chest day, arm day, back day. And then when I was 17, um, that led me to joining the military. I was in the Air Force for five and a half years. um, And definitely my fitness with my uncle was a big thing that inspired me towards that. Um, when I was in the military, I was uh, I was in the Air Force. Um, I was an aerospace systems operator, which is basically like a, basically to break it down, like a surveillance operator on the radars. Um, basically, like military air traffic control for um, weapon systems and surveillance systems. Okay. So yep. um, <clears throat> when I worked in there, I worked at a base called RAF Bomber for three years. Um, done practice throughout there I was, like, I was talking about this again on either my stories or my podcast uh, podcast. I can't remember and, like, the, in the RAF fitness is very much depends with what, what you do with in the RAF in my job you have a fitness test every six months and like stations, station sh- circuits were there but it was completely optional some people done absolutely nothing but I was always someone that done lots and lots um, uh, I trained myself I always went to circuits I went out running um, and yeah, so that like in my time in the military, like I've done a lot of different stuff as well, and that really that shaped me as a person towards what I was doing now. And when I left in 2017, it was ultimately because I was unhappy, but I, I loved I loved training people and I loved training myself, and I kind of put two and two together, um, and then that's what I ended up doing in 2017. I started off. I'm from Irvine in Ayrshire, um, but I work in Kilmarnock just because I went to there because that's where the nearest, biggest commercial gym was. Okay. Worked in the gym group for three years and then um, I've now been working. I started my boot camp two and a half years ago um, and now my, I work in a gym called The Bunker 2 in Kilmarnock. It's a smaller gym. It's a class little unit. Um, good space. I do that there. Um, and I've got my boot camp as well. 
lockdown done a lot for me um, with my business and stuff and it gave me a lot of time I took a lot of positives from it and it allowed me to shape um, my business a lot better so now like I've got a much better relationship like I take a Tuesday off I don't work evenings for personal training I do 20-25 sessions a week and then 7 boot camps on a membership it's 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 for me it's a lot better now so um, things are going good um, and I just feel, keep I felt like the past 6 months has been the biggest growth in my business just from a like, I started my podcast I've done a lot of different things for my own self-development so it's been good yeah um, I would say that I definitely would be watching your stuff I've seen a, a kind of big growth in yourself in the last so many months as well obviously we kind of met through doing the kind of geodern course during lockdown so obviously we were kind of working away on our business and then obviously like watching each other kind of develop over the past few months and I, I would say that's where I've seen your kind of grow do you feel that your kind of style of training has been something that's been ingrained into you since you've been going to the gym with your uncle or through the area? Yeah, so I I, I think like we talk a lot, I've I've done a lot of different reading and stuff and and a lot of education. I actually had Sam Briggs on my own podcast last week and who's like a top female British CrossFit athlete and you talk to all these athletes, you read about them and you realise that there's no ultimate programme but I feel like it's like you just like get this general preparedness, and I feel like from the stuff that I've done from a young age, people often ask, like ask me now, like where do you get your fitness from, your injury and stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't specifically say it was any one area. I think I like doing things that are hard. I, I, I don't, I don't know why. I just like doing things that are like I've, pro, I've always, I've always admired. Like when I joined the military, I always admired the PTIs because like um, I still keep in touch with one of my phase two PTIs, uh, Jonesy, and uh, we were talking. We were saying I used to always respect that sort of fucking hell man. They can be strong, carry weight, lift weight, and they can also run. And for me, I've just always admired that. And as I said, I was never athletic when I was younger, and I feel like now, like, like obviously that's a long, long time ago. And I like the way that not in a fucking blown smoke up my own ass way, but people come to me for that now. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've became that that example that I was wanted like it's now it's as a result of manifesting and and, and and seeing it and envisioning it and doing it it's it's, it's happened do you know what I mean like it's, it's which is that's the only real way I could do it and um, I suppose like my training's got more serious in certain aspects and other ways like the past two years it's been like I before I'd always ran yeah. and I never I never measured measured my runs right I literally ran for when I was young with my uncle done it all off and on I never even wore a watch mate never even literally set a timer I go I'm going a 40 minute run didn't know the elevation didn't know now and I think now people get so caught up in like certain things like the data and you're like just fucking go and run and yep. you get better at it do you know what I mean like and I think training in different environments and stuff like I worked out in the Middle East when I was in the Air Force and training in the heat um, training with the US military like, like different styles of training and stuff like that like even like like REF's not like what I was a scopy I was a, a non like the primary focus of my job wasn't a frontline duty yeah. but you still go through a 10 week basic training that when you were 17 that that was like almost that was like a a general preparedness that you don't realise that when you're 17 and you're getting chucked in like I remember going down to basic training when I was 17 and being on like being on the what's it called um, the plane down just thinking what the fuck am I doing here like why am I like, in this like big 16 man room there's like grown men around me like looking at like a 25 year old as if he's a 40 year old do you know what I mean like going what the hell is going on and, and I think unknowingly all this stuff does set you up and it's 
I can't really put my finger on it, like exactly what it is, but it's, I think a big part of, I don't know if everyone, like people don't all think like, like me or you or, or anyone else, everyone's an individual, but I always just feel like I want to do the fucking best I possibly can at anything. And I think now overdoing all these things, I think even in my business, like, like doing things like just going, I'm going to do this and, and I want to be the best there or I want to do that. It rubs off that, that fitness rubs off in your business. That, that growth mindset rubs off in your fitness as well. And it's like a, a byproduct, but something that I've really had in the past probably two years is the, one of the things that I can confidently say is I would never ever give up on anything now. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't I, like, it's not an option. Yeah. Like if that's, if that makes sense, like, yeah. I, I just understand my body that well now that if I was doing a challenge or I was doing something in my business, I would just know that to taper back. Yeah. Like, see if I was doing, like, a run. Like, I'd done that half Ironman last week. Ah, so just talk, just, just tell us a bit about that. So are you, I know you're saying you're, you're done a half Ironman. Is that, was that just a challenge? Or are you in training for to compete to do an Ironman? So I'm going to do an Ironman next year. And the challenge for me isn't, like, I know I could do an Ironman and I know that it's only going to be a matter of, I've got my, I've got a coach, John. Um, John's, he's from Edinburgh. He's coaching me at the moment. Um, just doing it online. And um, I haven't done any Ironman-specific training. But last week, with the sort of stuff I've been doing, I've been doing a bit of, like, f- speed work on 5Ks and stuff. I recently got a 5K PB. Um, and then working on things like that. So as of December, I'm going full-blown Ironman training which will be obviously building up endurance. It'll be a six-month process. So John, obviously with his experience, has told me that I've got the ability to do a fast Ironman, which obviously, like just looking at all my stats, using here, we use a system called Training Peaks, um, which takes all your data and using my heart rate monitor, my watch, and I, I use a chest strap heart rate monitor as well. And he was saying, Christian, you run, a, you, you run, swim, and cycle a fast Ironman. Like you do it in like 11, 12 hours down at that mark there. And uh, last week was that half Ironman was uh, just going out to dip the toe in the water um, to get a feel for it and do it. Yeah. Um, so that's what that was last week. It, I done like and, and I, I mentioned this in my stories. I, I have I didn't do any specific training for it. However, I've done a lot of other things that have built up my ceiling. As I was saying, it's not like any one specific thing was oh I've done this this is like it wasn't just like I wouldn't recommend anyone going out to do it like you should have seen the, the neck of me on the half marathon at the end yeah um, but that's that's so, when we kind of dive in and talk about this topic so the, the, the topic I wanted to talk about was mental versus physical so mm-hmm. mental discipline so what what would you say was the, the biggest role when doing that and as you said obviously that run at the end you want to see the state of you but I mean how much was it physical versus kind of Mental in a way. So that, that, the, I've done a lot of different things, and that was pure. I, like that was at the point where my body was. It, I, I wasn't hadn't done any specific conditioning for it. Therefore, so the physical side, like my legs were cramping up. I was down to a point where I, I physically, like I know the difference between not being able to do something and something being uncomfortable. And I was at the point where I was physically no longer my legs weren't functioning properly yeah um so the last we set up my friend adam he's 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 a he's an ultra marathon runner well he's he's that's he's he's, a, he's actually running around Aaron this weekend um which is 56 miles and um he came and met me he's the only person i know that you, you could literally text and i was cycling back and i was in a world of pain i just cycled 56 miles and i just text him saying mate could you run a half marathon with me and he just texted me back saying i <laughs> I was like, all right, so he came and met me at my house, and then we set off, and we set off pretty quickly. 
and like because I was at that physical point where I knew that I I know when my body's I know my my, my feeling very well I know my, my physical capability well and that that was my body was at the point of proper fatigue like to the point where it was chronic cramp um, and it was literally like but it was a mental grind it was like yeah. it, it, it was a, it was at the point where so basically initially. I always explain to folk, for Joe Average that comes into a gym, it's not really mental at the beginning. It depends what you're doing. Like we're talking fitness here. Let's say that someone does a basic conditioning workout. It's like they go and they use a rowing machine and a medicine ball or something, right? And you get someone to go on and someone that's brand new, you're going to get them on and the splits are going to be massive. It'd be like, right, you're going to work for 10 seconds, then rest for 40, 50, because physically they cannot do any more than that but as their phys- physical uh, preparedness and, and their ability is stimulated more they will adapt do you know what I mean S- a specific adaptation to impose demand it's just going to happen and then what will start to happen is they get uncomfortable so they actually start to feel that fuck this is physically tasking and then it starts to switch to mental where it's like you're at a point where your body can physically push but then you, it's your head taking over yeah. and initially when you are like you are new to training and stuff like your head is literally going to be like fucking slow down what the because you're just not used to it you're like what is going on and this could be anything it could be the discipline of cycling running going to a class for the first time is going to spinning and you're going to experience that discomfort and i think that's the issue now with a lot of training is people think they need to be training in such a way so for example high intensity training high intensity training at classes circuit classes People go to them and nobody explains that it's going to be unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And then these people think that they've got it in their head that this is what they need to do. And because it's unpleasant, they're like, fuck, I can't do that. I and it's like this sort of channelled way. But it's the same, it's it's the same, sorry, it's the same situation when we talk about nutrition as well. Physically, you can stop yourself from putting that food in your mouth. But mentally, you're thinking to yourself all these cravings and all these other factors that are causing you to maybe find it hard and then that's when we're looking at kind of that mental discipline even when it comes to nutrition as well yeah definitely mate um it's 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 obviously finding the balance there but i think to answer your question of what you said there like that what i was experiencing was i had i was physically it's different doing it like i think when i do the fast ironman next year it'll just be physically tasking for the full 10 to 12 hours because you are going to be working at a point you've got expectations of time and when it comes to endurance and I'm not taking away from anyone doing it like someone going I ran a marathon it's amazing that anyone built up to do that but it's only a matter of conditioning right mm-hmm. like anyone like anyone will could condition themselves to run a marathon I don't care what anyone says like you, you could anyone could run a 5k and obviously if someone was maybe like seriously overweight or they had a degenerative health disorder then yeah but like it would obviously be hard but I mean like you could get anyone to do it when it starts to become very very taxing on the body is when it's done at such a speed or a rate that's very very taxing that you have to be extremely conditioned for and it's when I always say to people like folk talk about like fitness and they go you're really fit or they go they talk about someone that does something I'm like yeah but they're specifically fit towards that you pull a five kilometer towards your goal um, runner to um, a crossfit workout they're going to be like fucking hell I don't know what hit me there Yeah, you take someone that's a do you know what I mean like I don't know like a a fucking dancer that's extremely fit and you get them to go and run they're not specifically conditioned to run Yeah, the, the thing that you do is is it needs to be specifically in line with what you want. It's not about just like, oh, I'm fat. Like, obviously, you know when you're fat. Or like, it's, it's. I always say it's a spectrum. It's not like a, it's not like a, a one thing. And I think it kind of ties into the first question: How do you build that up? 
general preparedness, doing like a well-rounded variety of training and, and making sure that you've got diversity. Don't be a one-trick pony and don't try to be a jack-of-all-trades, but make sure that you have a good um, well-roundedness. And I, I think, like as I, think I mentioned before, my personality is that I would never like to be someone that if someone chucked me somewhere and went, do that, and I couldn't do it, I think that's why, for me, I like doing a bit of everything. I don't want to be fucking amazing, absolutely. I like to be good at something, but I don't want to be like, I, I just, I, I wouldn't like to be fucking shit at something, basically. I would like to I have know. a good way of doing this. But the more you do different things, you build up, like you're, you're, you're literally improving your, um, your motor neurons, your sensory neurons. You're just getting better by giving yourself more adaptations. So when it comes to, like, for example, last year, I'd done a bit of obstacle course racing and uh, I got a bit of coaching on it. I was part of a race team and all that. And I picked it up really quickly. Lifting weights for these. I'd done CrossFit style training. I'd done a lot of running. It was like I just basically put all these pieces together. And I was naturally quite good. I had the upper body strength and the ability. And that'll pay off to other things as well. Like being able to do obstacle course racing and then getting into a CrossFit, like actual CrossFit and, and doing all the gymnastics work. I felt more confident on that. So everything kind of complements each other. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like someone just saying do this that'll get better you're like there's no like what would trump some someone else that's been doing something longer and consistently is just going to be better at it do you know what I mean like whereas some people have raw talent in certain areas but at the end of the day like consistency trumps all yeah just fucking hard, at it but yeah hard work beats talent most times doesn't it man yeah it does like so um, if you we, we were like explaining to people how to kind of create mental discipline and toughness how do you think what kind of methods will you use um, so when it comes to like building mental resilience, I think having a routine in place, and I think having non-negotiables, and and I think having expectations, like things to do, is so important because if you do these things, then just showing up just builds resilience. And I I show that I talked about this recently to one of my clients, and I think it's a really good example. Like for me, like we were talking about that development in the past six months, and and people have noticed it and stuff, and they say, I'm like, well. To be honest, it kind of all started with me saying like two and a bit years ago, I'm going to post on social media every single day. And as a result of doing that, the content got better. I got better engagement. I knew how to work with people better. I got more confident talking on camera. When I got more confident talking on camera, I could deliver a better service out of the gym to my clients. And I started making a podcast. When I spoke in the podcast, um, it's, it's made me better at public speaking. It's made me more confident. It's made me better at making content because I've done that and and it all started with me just saying I'm going to post on social media every day and I think sometimes people can't see that and I think I remember even when I started and other PTs and stuff would be like make me sniggers or you try to become like a, a sensation and I'm like no nah, I just want to get better at this like yeah. it's and, and people like don't like I, I mentioned this in something that I said the other day and I was like people should be more into like people should be admiring someone's consistency and their process rather than their end product and I think like we were talking about Jamie Alderton's course like that guy's dropped loads of knowledge bombs to me that I've just fucking ran with and mm-hmm. I do it all the time on my social media like right now me and you're doing this and people are listening in it's like people don't realise that this content is so so valuable but they think it needs to come in the shape of like a, a diet plan or like a, a challenge and you're like fuck man you're like just listen a wee bit and like just take on board some information and yeah. you'll you, you'll learn you need to learn you know what I mean like you can't just expect to be um, thinking about I think as mental discipline 
showing up um, and just obviously having a routine and having like putting a bit of pressure on yourself I think a good thing that I do as well is like like when I've done that half Ironman for example the other day I put it in my social media before I've even done it mm-hmm. and it's like a you know people are doing it or when I've done like I say I've done like a bit of a cut before I went on holiday I put it in social media Accountability, and it's it? like a, you're using this as a tool you're saying you're going to do something like do you know what I mean you have to do it then otherwise you look like a dick do you yeah, know what I mean like, you're, like, al- you're already kind of half committed in a way aren't you when you, yeah, when you do yeah, it so if that, you're doing that so yeah. that's, a, that's a that's a big one there but mental resilience is like physical resilience you need to just progressively overload what you do you need to just you need to just get used to that like shock and it's not like I think as well like I like I've done good over lockdown and stuff in regards to stuff online and, and, and I've I've really took my boot camp up a notch with taking a lot of the stuff that I've learned for there and organization and the, the stuff like that. But I think because of I was used to putting myself through the shit as in like doing things that were probably harder than your average sort of different challenges that are quite tough. Um, when the shit comes to you, when you usually are used to going in towards the shit, when it comes to you, it's not as bad. And I think like that's a big part. Like it's just a case of just show up every single day. And I, when I say that, I'm not meaning like show up and exercise every day. I'm meaning like show up. Like realize that you're always going to have a shit day. Realize that things aren't always going to go the way that you think they're going to go. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. I remember that throughout lockdown, there was one point where. I was paying for coaching. I was putting fucking hours and hours into um, my content, my my um, just everything, mate. I was putting so much work into it, and I actually wrote about it in a post. And I was just like, and I remember that same day, I lost like eight online members. Like the more announcements came out that my bootcamp couldn't go ahead. It was just basically like a shit day, mate. And like, and I'm not like what I done was I quantified my self worth of, of out of how much I earned that month, and I looked at it and I, I looked at it was no way like say for example when the gym was open I was going I've earned half of what I've earned in this month, and I've put in about triple the work, and I just went why is like why can't and I just started like I was looking at things that were out of my control, mate, and I was basically. I was, I was basing my level, but the worst thing you can do with a business is base your progress off of how much money you've earned. It's yeah. the worst thing you can do. do you know I mean, if it's if it's constantly happening, like, yeah, it's like someone that we do it all the time as coaches, we tell someone to trust the process and then they go, oh, I didn't lose any weight this week. You know, it's fine. You've been ticking the box. You've been doing what you need to do. It's just a fluctuation. That moment that I had, although it's a bit more extreme, it was my livelihood, everything. I almost like I, I lost sight of it, and like, but then I went, "What the fuck?" I just slapped myself, and I was like, "What are you doing, Christian? Like, you don't do this. Like, don't suck it up, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. suck it up. Like, I don't think anyone should suck it up. But I was, I was, I was just having a wee bit of a, I was being a wee bitch, and I was like, I just needed to suck it up a bit, man. And then I did, and it's fine. So, I might come back to the, the thing that you were talking about when you were first, when you first recorded a video, and, and I think that's the thing is that having the feet. I think that's a lot of barriers that a lot of people have is they've got the fear that they're going to be shite at something. Whereas I can guarantee you when I, I done the first podcast or I recorded my first video to put on social media, uh, social media, I was shit. But the more you, as you say, it's like turning up every day. Like the more you press that record button, the more you get used to doing it, the better you'll get at anything. And that can be whatever your goal or what whatever you want to achieve. And if you look at... Um, the first time we've probably pressed record and then put it up on social media, we've probably looked back at posts that we've put up and done, that was fucking shit, but we're probably pr- quite happy and confident, like now I, I don't even think twice about pressing the record button, 
And I know that I yeah. can see that from your stories and that as well now is like pick up your phone and do a story on Instagram. It's like bit the first time we ever done it. And especially um out in public when you're doing if you're walking about and you see somebody approaching you and you're like, Oh fucking like we look like a dick here and then now I'm like, Do you want into this, mate? <laughs> want uh, no, into this no. video? But I think like it's like that thing which like when people go into the gym and they, they're maybe scared of going into the gym and this first time it's like you need to realise that no one gives a fuck and the thing is if you're doing things that are actually going to be developing yourself it's like people actually respect that do you know what I mean like people like now I, I'm lucky enough to have like I train a few other PTs and stuff like that because it's like they talk to me and they go I like your your ethos and stuff I like what you're about and that and you're like well a big part of that was because you took risks to be more like oh like you you spoke on camera you've done the things that not everyone wants to do do you know what I mean like you you were able to get up and talk in front of people you were able to like like just be honest and I think another thing as well with um, one of the things I've learned and I think you see it a lot in the fitness industry is I've heard um, I remember this woman that she was a she got a gym in Ayrshire and I remember she was talking to me and she was saying like how can you put that up on your social media it was like something about me it was like me drinking or something and it was like how can you do that and I was like and I remember like it was new and I was going I was questioning I was going I'm right in that and I was like of course I fucking am I'm a human being yeah. like, you can't and I think this is the problem that people get so caught up in like trying to be something they're not because it's like and you're like if you are the most honest version of yourself then you, you shouldn't be ashamed of anything because nobody can fucking nobody can plug you for anything yeah definitely like you're it's, um, and I think that the, I mean? it's, the more you tell your story, like maybe if you have had an issue in the in previous, or you do go out and party or whatever it is, like people will buy into you because they know that you're a real person. They don't think you're this plastic guy who eats chicken and rice every fucking minute of the day. They, they know you're a real person. I think that's a big Aye. thing. But when we come talk about the being comfortable and the uncomfortable. It was something that uh, actually was listening back to one of my podcasts today, and I can always remember Ross. Ross is a psych- psychologist, um, motivational speaker, and he was talking about like when creating a new habit. So the first ten days is unbearable. The next ten days is uncomfortable. The last ten days you're unstoppable. So that it can take thirty days. They say twenty one up to thirty days to create a new habit. The first few times you do it, you're going to feel that you're shite at doing it. The next 10 days, you're going to feel that it's a wee bit uncomfortable and, and you're starting to get used to it. The next 10 days, you're, you're unstoppable. You, you can do what you kind of want to do. I think that was a great one there. No, definitely. And people just, like, it manifests itself and it compounds and then all of a sudden people are asking you for advice on it. People are asking you and you're like... And you, you, look, at, you look at people that are in the position, like, do you know what I mean? Like we always use that example, Jamie Alderson, because we both met on the same course. Yeah. And it was like, he started off just like me or you doing this. And it was like, he just, and it was like, but you think he's done, like when, when I started, you, you think, God, man, this guy must have done some sort of like mad elite thing. And I think people do that with fitness and it's like nutrition. They're like, oh, I need this mad diet plan. This, what am I allowed and not? And you're like, no, it's, it's a case of, just being relentlessly consistent and just and the thing is like you need to you need to make mistakes like mistakes are uh, crucial but if you keep making the same mistakes then they're no longer mistakes they're fucking decisions do you know what I mean they are um, people are making conscious decisions to make just to keep what is it insanity is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results and I think that is just so so common it just happens all over the time yeah when you're talking about that unbearable as well like for the, for the last so I've done it I've got a nice bucket for out the back 
in the last, seen that. Uh, the last four or five days, we've just gone in for at least five minutes, but the f- I can remember posting about it and people were like, what, what are you doing that for? That's crazy, that's crazy. And then the, the last few messages I've been getting people like, why are you doing this? What's this for? Because people are starting to take an interest in it because they know. Um, so let's talk about how how would you get rid of kind of negative thoughts? What would what would be methods? What would you feel would be crucial for people um, to try? I think it's like like negative thoughts in general. Negative thoughts when you're exercising or both. Because again, if you've got the negative thought, thoughts, you're not going to get to do exercise. You might be keep feeding yeah, yourself that nah, psyche. Like, you're not going to go and do it at all. Yeah, like I would, I suppose it's like your environment, the people you're with, and how you identify is a big part of that. Like, if I would say to everyone, like, stop identifying as a fucking loser, that people always, and they go, I'm, I don't identify as a loser. And I was like, you keep telling me you can't run, you keep telling me that you can't lift that weight. I'm like, that's someone that's losing. You want to be someone that wins. So yeah. I think it starts with you and identifying as someone that's like, that I was talking about this in the last podcast, especially, like, just, just being like, the, the person that's just like I'm a savage I do this this is what I do like I, I show up and I'm the best and I like and if you adopt that mindset like you just like, it's just such a growth mindset and there's a difference between being confident and like being cocky do you know what I mean like, yeah. like cocky involves no action or no actual no follow through whereas like if you are confidently taking action then that's important so try and get that you're the people that you're with like surround yourself with like-minded people be part be around like if you're a coach listening surround yourself with other like-minded coaches if you are someone in a journey like to be honest i think now like you, you get a lot of these things like i used to be I'm, I'm a bit on the fence with diet clubs and stuff but most diet clubs you go to people have been lifetime members and it's actually became a bit of a, a sunk cost fallacy where they're actually all overly invested and they just go to it because they know each other and they're actually yeah. creating a negative they're actually they're there because they think they're doing something, but then they've actually lost the the point of what they're initially there for. And it's like, how long have you been a member at Weight Watchers for? Ten years. I'm like, doesn't take ten years to lose ten pounds of fat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you should be doing this for a, a strategic point of time. Um, that, but I think it's that um, community, but and it? it's that community feel and feeling kind of wanted. The same people might have a like as much as they might have the same goal. Even though you're not, as you say, it's like you've not got your goal and vision or your value, but you're still kind of hooked on that community feel. But that's yeah. probably why book, things like your boot camp and all that always excel because people like to see other people pushing each other on or feeling part of a community. And I don't know if you've read or listened to the book uh, Lost Connections. It's a it's no, a, a no, book. I of, honestly, I get a look. At, it's about a book about depression and just talking about how we, if we feel unconnected for a group or a certain thing. That that's could, can be the main cause of depression, but we always want to feel that wanted. We want to feel part of a community. We want to feel we want to feel wanted yeah. as a part of a group. Um, and as you said, it's like you do. It's so easy with the kind of eating clubs to lose the kind of the the value, the goal, and what you have actually went for, and you're actually yeah. feeling because that kind of community feel. They've invested into the community, which is good. But at the same time, you then have to start asking yourself the question, the, the hard questions, like, is this actually getting me towards where I want to be? Yeah. And because people have invested time and money into it in, in a long time, do you know what I mean? People have been members of these for 15, 20 years and stuff, and um, which is good that they're in the right... They, they, a lot of them have lost. They're no longer there to do it, do you know what I mean? They're fucking doing a shit before they go and go for a weigh-in yeah. and celebrating that being £2 lighter. It's... it's it's, and I'm not taking away from it. Don't think if anyone's listening in and your parents do it, you do it. Your sister does it, your brother does it. Like I am not taking away. I'm on the fence with them. Like if it works for you, go for it. 
but understand that these things tend to happen because at the end of the day, they aren't explaining any principles to you. You're not really any wiser with nutrition protocols. You are, you're just, they're just telling you, not even, I don't even know if they tell you to move more. Do you know what I mean? It's all about just like what you eat. And uh, nutrition is a big part down to that, but you can build a better relationship with food with understanding that food shouldn't be demonized and that if you move more, that you can have more flexibility and that if you, you feel better mentally, not only physically, it's not even from an end. Like I, I tell everyone, even like I get folk now where they're coming and they maybe want to gain weight and I'm asking them what their activity is like. And I know it's like, you, you don't want someone that's maybe really struggled with weight gain. Why would you tell them they're going to hit 10,000 steps a day? Cause it's good for the mind. Do you know what I mean? They're maybe in the position that they're in cause their mind's not in a healthy place and their mind's not in a healthy place cause they, they don't get any, they don't get any vitamin D from sunlight. They, they're in a desk job. Stress, yeah. They might be right. underweight, but you could actually correct that way getting them in a better mindset so I tell everyone to walk from the properties of what it does for you mentally as well so um, and I used to like when I started PT and I would meet maybe a young guy now I've learned that a lot of young guys that maybe are underweight it's because they're just disorganised it's nothing to do with the fact that they're fucking get higher, higher, high metabolisms it's just the fact that they don't need an organised lifestyle and yeah. I used to be like oh you don't want to hit your steps because that will just be like, we want to make sure we get the calories in. Then you start to dig a bit deeper and they just fucking love sitting in their Xbox and they would rather give up nine hours of the day to Xbox with no foods and you, yeah. you realise these things. But I get everyone to walk. I think walking's a big part. So um, what was the question again? We kind of went off tangent there. I, mean, that, me. I think it was just the part where we were talking about the community feel, um, the yeah, kind of negative, get, how to get rid of kind of negative thoughts. Oh, negative thoughts. So I was saying about like the people you're with, that's a big one. So that was obviously that point there. Then the last point is your environment. Um, and that kind of ties in with what we said there. Like, oh, you want to be in an environment that's going to just lift you up and not bring you down. And I think sometimes like, the, the people closest to us can actually be the most negative sometimes which is a shame yeah. and it happens more so than not um, and it's I've had it with folk where maybe a, a guy or a girl where have came in and trained and their, their partner's just fucking anti-exercise but it turns out they're anti-exercise because the partner's maybe unhappy and they can see that they are making improvements and they're jealous and as a result of them being jealous they're being negative and do you know what I mean, and I'm not saying go fucking bitch your, your husband, your wife, your partner, your brother, your sister, but what I'm saying is like highlight it. Like if that's something that's really there and you, you physically, it's, it's out of your control, like highlight it and and bring yourself to an environment that's going to do it. And I always, I always hear the thing and it's like people say, eliminate negative people out of your life. And I'm, I'm saying that Paul Mott said is there's no such thing as negative people, there's only negative thoughts. And what I always say to everyone is you should try and be that person that uplifts them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you should be you should turn around and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna be that fucking in a growth mindset, that positive that I'm gonna lift other people up. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna just be that person that is that that like you maybe take up at the gym or you join CrossFit and you're like, Yeah, you need to come along to this. This is brilliant. They then get a feel for that vibe and it's you're not forcing it upon them, you're just like you you're bringing it to them how you feel. Do you know what I mean? You're you're giving them a piece of your piece of your cake or like this is how I feel, come yeah. and do this. So yeah. I think that's a big one as well. And then I think just like reflection, like a lot of people sometimes do, like they get things down and like I'm very good. I've always had that wee thing in the back of my mind. It's like if I'm doing something that's maybe negative, I'll take a step back and I'll go, yeah, this is your, you need to change this. That Like maybe, maybe I've I mentioned this in the previous podcast that maybe last year I got an injury and there was like, five weekends in a row that I drank back to back and it's not that I'm demonising alcohol but I just know that when I do that I don't really drink weekends back to back because I know my mental health takes a hit I know that my motivation takes a dive I know that that has an adverse effect on my eating 
and then it was because I had an injury, I was basically going, but I took a wee step back and I was like, you need to tighten things up here a wee bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big one. Um, be disciplined um, to just understand why. And I think not enough people do that. I think a lot of people were, they will just be submissive to their decisions. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to, you need to enjoy yourself. Like people always say things like exercise, it needs to be something you enjoy. You need to understand that the byproduct of exercise is that it is uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't just sit and like folk go, Oh, what you got a great physique. Like you're not gonna get that at Zumba. I know that you might love Zumba and you can go to that on the side, but if you want to get a good physique, you need to go and lift weights. You need to go and do progressive calisthenics, you need in the dates and the, the byproduct of it is that it is uncomfortable. So I think being aware of that is important. Uh, being aware of like discipline, like motivation gets you started, but discipline keeps you going. Yeah. So you need to just yeah. but I, I think it's such a, a such a cop out and folk always it actually like my, my heart sinks a wee bit and folk go but I'm just so unmotivated and you're like oh man you like stop saying that or they go and then I tell them that it's discipline that they're actually required and they go I'm just so undisciplined I'm like well st-. then it goes back to what I said stop being stop identifying as a loser stop yeah. identifying as someone that keeps fucking losing because you just keep you just keep going in that direction because you keep identifying as someone that never does things and if I, whereas if you go I, I do this then people will you'll be that person do you know what I mean yeah and the thing that we always try to say to people is like don't keep searching for motivation just take action because more likely when you do it you'll find that you'll get motivated to do it anyway when you're still already halfway through plus you'll feel a benefit of doing it and again it will come back to like the more you take action the more you see changes the more you then get motivated to go and then take more action it's, it's just that it's that it's that loop um the other one i wanted to talk about was like making sure that you still keep as you said keeping your keeping your goal in mind start with your why find out why you're why you actually going into the gym to do that workout like at the end of the day I, yes it's uncomfortable but if you want to get to where you want to go then you just need to put that graft in Definitely. No, you certainly do. And I think that's a big part that a lot of people do. And it's, it's all well wanting to lose weight and it's all well wanting to get fit. Do you know what I mean? And hyphens. But at the end of the day, you come up to a hurdle, maybe it's a fucking, you've had a shit day at work and it's pissing down with rain. Losing weight, that's that's not going to be the thing that gets you to, to go and hit your steps or go and let, let not really go and plan your meals on a Sunday night. Or, do you know what I mean? If you're feeling crap, like, whereas if you say, I want to be the strongest and fittest possible parent for my child then that's a why I mean that's a and, and you know that the byproduct of that or you could be like your why could be that for me means is I want to just be an example I want to be that what I was saying like I used to look up to a lot of people I want to be that person and ultimately for me to do that I need to do these things because I mean I, I like it I enjoy them that's what I do and, and for me it's like I just want to be a good coach mentor and I want to and as a result of doing that I think like doing the things that I preach um at a good standard is a a good byproduct of that and I think doing the things that involve the the mental discipline the physical discipline that they do that's um that's why I like doing it because folk go that's quite tough and I think that you can use these as motivators like we were talking about it on Sunday like there's runners that say things like they they might be dying on a run right the last 10 minutes they're doing a, a hill run and I've done like like I don't know if you've ever done any like much running or like but hill running is just a different thing mate it's like fell running mountain running it's whatever you want to call it trail running it's it's so hard I've done a few events where like, you're like this is this is mentally hard this is a grind like running up a mountain isn't easy yeah. and um, like but, you but, speak to them and what drives them is 
their Strava. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to get an insane time on their Strava, yeah. and folk are going to go like that. Fucking hell, that's impressive. And do you know what? See if that works for you. Like, at the end of the day, like, do it. But I guess it shouldn't be all about that. But what I'm meaning is, like, if that's something, like, do you know what I mean? Like, someone could be that they, they want to get in terrific shape. But they know they're going on holiday. That's a that's an external motivator. You know what I mean, like it's the same as what I said. Like your and your why might be that you want to be like for me. My why is I want to be a, a good example, a good coach, a good mentor, and I want people to look up to that, yeah. and I want people to aspire to do that. Um, and as a result of that, but don't get me wrong, I would like to when I go on holiday, I might do a three week cut that's specifically focused on aesthetics. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, so it's not it's just changing your driver in it. Sometimes it can be t- internal. Sometimes it can be external, as you said. But again, it's yeah. like as you being a coach and a mentor, you you do want to lead by example. If if you're sitting in the car park before you go your your boot camp, sitting with twenty chicken nuggets and a Big Mac, then your your members or your clients are going to look at you and you see that you're not leading by example. That's the way you kind of want yeah. as much as. As much as you can be flexible in anything you want to do, like you do, you you kind of do want to act like as if big bras in the room. You, you, and it's the same when we're doing anything that we post, and it, it comes back to that thing that you mentioned. That's taking a video and saying, "Right, I'm going to do this," and committing to it because you want to show, like you are leading by example. You're committing to the cause. You're putting yourself out there to your clients to show that you are a good leader, a good mentor, a good coach. Yeah, definitely. We done it on we done so last week we done that half Ironman then on Sunday because the Glasgow the, the Great Scottish Run got cancelled. It got postponed to October. It was meant to be at September. And then it got postponed to October. So I organised a half marathon route and there was I think there was about twelve or fourteen folk that done it and it was a great day on Sunday. And uh, we set off and loads of folk were nervous and stuff and I was like, Look, I was like that was with the group my my friend and client Alan, he was at the front and then basically I was at the back and then everyone went between them when me and Alan got halfway, he came to the back and I ran to the front. Um and we were running, I was like, guys, like my legs are in bits. I'm taxed for the week. I'd done that mad condition session at Commando on the Friday, done that half Iron Man and my body was a bit broken, my knees were shot to bits. And I was just smiling away and I was like buzzing to see everybody and everybody was like, Oh, I'm scared, I'm nervous and I was like my back so my legs are sore, my knees are sore, and I'm pretty fatigued. And I was drinking last night. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, but at the end of the day, like you still need, like obviously that's a bit of an extreme example. But I mean, and like, I, mean, you you st- were, I was still there. That's what I mean. Still, you, ah, you still turned up. That's the thing. You still yeah, turned up. You still had that. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> but that's the thing. We're kind of leading by example. But the, again, you've you've kind of got these people to sign up for a run and, and then built that kind of community feel. Whereas. Some of these people might do, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, but then looked across and somebody else is doing it. That's the thing with the community feel. Yeah, it was great. great. It was an amazing feeling, mate. See, seeing everyone, I've been so buzzing about it this week, see, seeing everyone uh, finishing um, and then like a lot of people's families and all that came. So there was like a crowd socially distanced, of course, in case the COVID police are listening. Um, And at the end, it was a great buzz. See, seeing it It was literally just like a wee mini event. It was great. It was, and it was, people were like saying, thanks for organising this. I was like, I literally drew the route. Like I went and ran the route the other week to to get a decent route. It was flats along the coastline and the airship was really nice. And uh, I literally drew it on um, Insta Insta stories. I just drew the arrow mm-hmm. on there. And I just literally created a, a WhatsApp group and set a date and, and put in some instructions, like telling the guys how to prep for it. I set a lot of people up, with, a lot of them my clients and stuff. So I set them up with programs, how to do it. And it, it wasn't, it was just, it wasn't a lot. It was just obviously, it was a good day. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I do obviously 
do. I really enjoy this anyway, so it's my job. But I also love doing it. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, just um, just before we jump off, like the obviously that's going to be very demanding physically and how to break it down. Like, and I think that's what we should say to people is like if the user want to do a challenge, if you're wanting to do. <laughs> a challenge and it's maybe like just for example a half marathon or whatever think about physically breaking it down until you cement that habit of getting into the habit of kind of going out and running and break it down easily and I think how are you going to break down this because um, obviously you dived into the deep end there and you went for the kind of half Ironman how are you going to then break down a, because obviously you're saying for a quick Ironman you're looking at 10-11 hours yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhere I, I don't even. I'm living that mate. I'm honestly like I was laughing like you, like even though like I might come across as someone that really knows what they're doing with this stuff. I, I mean, I don't even know. Like right. I was at running with Adam. He's going, "What have you got this for your watch?" And I was like, "I don't know, mate." Like I just, right. I literally just stick my shoes on so and one, just. So one of my lectures, one of my lectures done it. I'm sure he done it in, when I was at college. He done it 13 hours, but they were saying that yeah, the fastest time they've seen. Time. Well, I done that one there. The I done the half in seven seven hours eleven minutes. Right. So I could probably. Like John, um, John was talking about my speeds and stuff. Like that. I think it would be about twelve hours or something. That's a yeah. pretty quick one. There's something about there. But um, yeah, so breaking it down, like when it when it comes to an event, like John will have a program set up. And, I, and yeah. again, the first, the reason it's a six month prep, like I think John said to me, I was about twelve to fourteen weeks. Like if I wanted to train for an Ironman, I'd be about twelve to fourteen weeks right now away from one. Okay. just not even for speed see just to be a decent level of conditioning to do it probably about 12 12 14 weeks um, and I think like for, for someone that was maybe going for this it would be a lot longer but, but the reason mine is going to be 6 months is because the first 12 to 14 weeks are going to be spent building endurance to get to the, the, the actual Ironman distance and then the last phase is going to be focused on speed um, and again yeah. A lot of the folk that done the half half marathon at the weekend, like this is when it, folk talk about things and they say, "Me, I want to get better at running," and I'm like, "Yeah, but what what, what do you want to do? Do you want to get into it, run a fast five k? Do you want to do a fast hundred meters? Do you want to just get a distance?" And for a lot of people on Sunday, it was just doing the mileage. So yeah, being really honest, you never you, you never need to train up to the full distance for an event. If you're doing it on the day, that challenge alone, the last four or five kilometers, you'd be able to probably pull that out of the bag on the day. Um, so if you were training for a half marathon most of my mem- members and clients that were doing it I-, I said to them if they were running up to 17, 18k before it they're fine do you know what I mean and they were getting a decent amount of mileage in that we agreed upon that's fine um, when it comes to building up actual speed and conditioning stuff you, it's all down to your experience do you know what I mean like, like for me that on Sunday I was going to do a fast half marathon but then I changed because I ended up putting the like I ended up just I'm just going to just support everyone here and do it as a yeah. bit of a just a nice steady pace I'll pace every day and stuff like that, and that's what I've done but then it comes down to that so it's it's down to what the person wants really and uh, obviously that gives you a bit of an insight to the to Ironman there like next year it'll be I'll do I've done absolutely zero swimming by the way I need to do like so when I done this I, instead of doing a swim the other day I ran a 10k instead of doing the um, uh, I've seen that you done the run first eh? so, yeah, so I've done, done 10k run 56 mile cycle then a half marathon um, but the that was obviously John said he thinks that would be harder because of the run but I don't know like it's he just wanted to put something that was equivalent as hard at the front so you could do it but um, what I was going to say so I'm going to start start to do that's why I was I was out I was getting used I was in the, I was doing sea dips and all that same as you cool water stuff 
it's just my heart, the habit just fell away for the past two and a half weeks, mate. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's what I was, was saying. Like, people, if, if it is like your goal might be f- couch to 5k, but it's just again, it's getting into that habit and being consistent with it as much as you can. Yeah, I, I think with things like this, like you, you need to look at the goal, then walk back the way. So, you need to look at your ability, and that's what for a lot of my clients, you'd look at, I want to run a half marathon, and folk maybe they're only at the time like that. I had clients that at the time, when they said it like 12, 16 weeks ago, they were going. Christian, I've only ever ran two miles and that's plenty of time to run a half marathon. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, you think about it. If you've done two runs per week, two, three runs per week, that's more than enough. Like, the, I always say that runners run too much. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a running coach, by the way. I'm not a running class myself as a runner. Like, I just literally, I, I know a bit about it. I just go, I, I, I don't say I'm a running coach, but I, I just know how to build up condition. I just understand the principles. Yeah. And a lot of folk run too much. So say, for example, you went, I want to build it up. Like, you would just set it out and the biggest mistake that people make and I know this from my boot camp is people run too fast too quickly and like so, someone was like that to me the other week but look at I think it was like I remember uh, Kaylee she moved to London um, shout out if you're listening and uh, she um, she's a really good runner she's been running for a while but then other people at my boot camp were going oh she's such a good runner she's been running for longer yeah. as you develop as a runner the engine work will work harder so when you're new, you won't be conditioned to work at 80% of your max heart rate for any more than like a couple of minutes. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you have been training for a while, yeah, it's fine. You'll be able to do that. Like I've done runs where I've done 40, uh, 40 minute 10Ks and you are working at 100 You are like fucking absolutely legging it. My fastest ever 10K was 40, 40, 40 yeah. minutes, 40 seconds. And I was legging it. And I was like nearly 90 kilos at the time. Um, and I was, that was, whereas... If you get someone brand new, they couldn't do that. So the main thing is you need to slow down and then you need to come up with a plan. So say, for example, it's a certain distance. So I would usually recommend weekends as your distance builder um, because you're going to usually, well, weekends or days off, you're not. You're going to be better recovered. Um, don't tie in like a leg session right before a run or something. Do you know what I mean? Like just be smart with your planning. Um, and then I would work back the way. Um, so I would look at maybe like, two runs midweek or conditioning work in the gym that was specific to intervals or something do you know what I mean on the air runner or sprinting the treadmill or something um, and, and just maybe drill in it depends you don't really need to be doing that if you're doing marathon work you yeah. just need to be doing slow mileage to build up mileage but if you were doing fast 5k you could probably you wouldn't run a, the mistake folk make is that you go oh I'm trying to speed up my 5k what are you doing I'm running the same 5k route four times a week you're like mm, you, I probably wouldn't recommend doing a five, the actual route probably two to three week rotations yeah. and in between that you should probably periodise it. Yeah, so, especially when, I, and number one. When, yeah, periodisation when you say it, it's like bringing it down to the bare minimum first before actually hitting your actual goal. Yeah, yeah. so rather than just like chucking yourself in. So if you're doing a distance, I'll use the weekend as your distance builder and be realistic with it. When you're doing this, you shouldn't, you should be working aerobically. You shouldn't be working anaerobically when you do this. And this is what I'm talking about. Let folk go out I can't run, and they're running anaerobically, trying to do an aerobic run, and you're like, like, they can't even hold, a good indication that you're working aerobically, by the way, is that if you can hold a conversation, if you can't hold a conversation, and you're trying to work aerobically, you're not working aerobically, yeah. you're working anaerobically, that's a really, it's the top test, so do that, slow it down, build up your distance, then through the week, divvy up your training, honestly, like, you can build up to a half marathon running twice a week, but folk can't even be running six times a week, you don't, like, and it's the same with training, lifting weights, you can build a great physique with two to three hours in the gym a week. Yeah. Like, literally, like, two or three hours. And folk think you need to be in six, seven. No, no. You don't. Like, you just need to be... Like, time is the byproduct of what you're doing. Like, you should be looking at the principles, looking at 
the execution of the exercise, looking at progressive overload, looking at nutrition recovery. If that means that your session is only 45 minutes at a time, that's fine. It doesn't let folk... I remember like folk have said things to me like they were moaning about a class like put someone through a class that like, when I've done classes they're proper structured and whatever and they go oh that wasn't good I'm used to an hour class and you shouldn't be focusing on that time in the wall you should be focusing on your effort and what yeah. you're doing yeah. do you know what I mean like that's like, I've done CrossFit workouts that last 12 minutes 8 minutes and that is the workout and you are fucking dying do you know what I mean like you are Massive. at your limit like it's do you know what I mean I don't know I don't know into the CrossFit I never even end up doing it that into the advanced one, I can't even do handstand walks and all that. Like into this, so I ended up patching it. The workout was ground to overhead for three minutes, no, for four minutes max effort with a select weight. So you could either do a clean and jerk, snatch, muscle it up. You could do whatever you wanted for four minutes, right? With between forty to like forty plus kilograms. I think I went forty-five or something because I'm not that skilled with a barbell. And then you done that for four minutes, right? You just done as many as you could, mate. There was people that were doing eighty kilograms, and they were doing like forty-five reps in four minutes. Not that, mate. It was right. insane, right? And I done. I think I done like thirty-five. I was just muscling it up. I was just like, yeah. get that bar up, yeah, and yeah. Doing, like just pure brute. And then straight after that, you had a minute's rest, and then you went on the rowing machine, and you done three minutes as hard as you could in the row. If anyone's ever done, if anyone's even done a minute on the row as hard as you can, it is hell. Yes, and I remember I, done, I ended up rowing like 990 metres. I nearly done 1,000 metres in uh, in three minutes, which is, I think it's a, a fucking good achievement itself. Aye. And I came off that, and I was actually, like, I felt like just, there was blood in my legs. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was eight minutes, do you know what I mean? So, and I, like, I could barely hear and see. Like, I was just, it was just such a brutal workout. And like, that was a, that was obviously a wee contest entry. Eight minutes, right? See, when folk are going like that to you in a 45 minute class, I'm used to an hour. You shouldn't be, it's the, the, the time in the gym is like, especially when you're doing aerobic training, like circuits, intervals, CrossFit, it's not about the time, it's about what you're doing and yeah, it's about your performance. Yeah, for, you know yeah, I, mean? I don't know if you've Folk seen the, the guys that I've done a couple of their, I've done an eight, was it a six or an eight week uh, running, the red zone running. So their runs, some of them are, they're just high intensity interval training, like 90, uh, 90, over or above 90% of your max heart rate. One of them's like four minutes on, two minutes off, and you do that four times. And it's the most brutal thing I've ever done, I think. Nah, um, it's hard, mate. It's really, really so hard. There's a lot of workouts that you would be so surprised. And lockdown got me really good with all my live workouts and stuff. i just done a lot of EMOMs and arm wraps and stuff. And I was just like, the workouts were, I loved it. I actually really, really liked the whole workouts. Loads of folk were pure slate and them, loads of PTs were like, right, guys. You be sick of home workouts yeah, now. I was like, don't don't put words in people's mouths. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't just like don't like. I think that's like that, that, when the gyms open back up. Loads of folk were writing things like, I'm sure you'll be sick of this now, and you you've probably gained some weight. And I'm like, don't fucking put words in folks' mouths. Like at the end of the day, there's a lot of external factors that can create things like weight gain and stuff. But you being a coach and telling folk, oh. You've probably gained weight because of lockdown, but yeah. that's okay. Come and do this with me, and you're like, mm, you probably gained weight because your habits changed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, it wasn't to do with like lockdown. Your habits changed. You didn't go to work. Maybe your work was active, and yeah. folk are now thinking they're putting themselves in a guilt trip because. But a lot of, of positives come out of it as well. Like people like it changed them. Like maybe created better habits and maybe created a better environment yeah. and got stuff done. Like one of the girls that came to our boot camp had lost three and a half stone during lockdown. Like. She didn't really do much, so it just shows you what you can do. And again, I think we'll finish it off. Um, I've got a quote here which I thought was brilliant from Henry Ford, and it was, whatever you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 
So really depending on the attitude that you have, either if you're going to be positive about it, then you can do it, and then if you're going to be negative about it, then you've already put yourself in that kind of losers category. Um, no, definitely, mate. It's whether you think you can or you can't. You're right, and you're right. You are right. <laughs> Identify as a winner and be a winner. Be a winner, definitely, mate. Um, great chat. I think it has been a, a, a great um, topic that we spoke on, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the next few months for you. Obviously, going into next year to see how you get on with the Ironman, and uh, watch your journey up to there. So, be fa- good, mate. I'll, I'll need to get. I, I got some. Um, Stuart um, Sloan, he done some video promo for me for my book camp and PT today in the gym and I'm going to speak to him about maybe doing some, like maybe some footage, some vlogs and stuff about like, Ironman training and that, I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, one of my mates, Ross, he actually done, he was done a, a challenge, it was the, as many floor a floor to ground burpees in an hour. I know you done one, it was a... What was it you done? A thousand, was it? Uh, two hours? A thousand in two hours. Aye. Aye. So, so aye I, ended up, I ended up doing two hours and nine minutes. I ended up on the day, man. My body was just in bits. Aye. It's hard. <laughs> and again, it's come to that, that thing again. It's like putting yourself through that physically. You could probably do it yeah. mentally. It's challenging, but aye, it's tough, tough. Um, and you're a bit mental for trying it, I think. You need to be a wee bit crazy for trying things like that. Yeah. I remember at the time, I just felt as if, like, a lot of people were doing a lot of things, and there's me, like, in the house. Like, I know I was doing a lot of work with my online client stuff. I think I had, like, 60 online members at the point. It was good, and, and I was just going, I don't feel like I've, I'm not doing, like, what's happening here. So I'd, I'd done that wee challenge. It raised, like, £1,500 or something. It was Brilliant. good. And again, it's that leading by example and people seeing that you're doing, doing stuff like that. Crazy, but um, I people have seen that. So thanks for coming on, and again, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the next few months, and I'll speak to you later, mate. That'll be good. Thanks, thanks very much, mate. Bye, mate.